Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. We are here at Sukkot. Yes, we are. And I have a room full of women here. We are going to share what's on our heart. But first, a word from our announcer. <clears throat> and now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, From Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Sukkot. Yes, we are celebrating Sukkot. We're having a blast together, and it has been awesome because you know what? God is on the throne, and he is in charge. I have a few announcements. First of all, I want to remind all of you that we do have a YouTube channel, and uh, there will not be a Wednesday evening YouTube because it's Sukkot. And so if if you're not here to celebrate with us and you're wanting to do something, I bet you could go back and listen to some of the past YouTubes and it's do you good. Just pull out your notes and and go over them and listen to it again. And, and, you know, when I took notes, I always left space between the lines because when I re-listened, there were things I heard that I didn't hear the first time. So... Anyway, check out our, our website, www.jewishprofit.com. Uh, we have Friday night service on YouTube, our YouTube channel. That channel is Jewish Prophet. And uh, Friday night is Prophet Mark Reinbold. Normally on Wednesdays is myself. We have Blog Talk Radio five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself. And you already know that because you're listening to it right now. So I have here several of ladies, and the first lady that's going to share what's on her heart is uh, T.J. Stoltz, and she just happens to be my sister. So, sis, I'm going to put you on. 
<laughs> Thank you, Sister Donna. Uh, today, I just want to share with family. <laughs> reverb there just a little bit. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the unity of family and the love that uh, goes in with that. Um, you know, keeping a commandment has been a huge part of our lives for years, and I honestly can't imagine not keeping it because of the blessings that have followed from that and the importance of Love in general. And, you know, a majority of people don't really know how to love because of the hurt that they have went through in their lives. They don't know how to move forward. Um, and that's always a, a difficult thing, especially when you feel alone and you don't, ha- you don't feel like you have anyone. Um, but, you know, we are here for you, each of us, each of the ladies that are at this table in Ephraim. We are here for you. Reach out to the office. You know, reach out to us. Uh, we're always here to pray for you. Um, but, you know, the the unity of family is such a big part of God's plan, and we can't do it without it. Being on the same page, being submissive to your husband and letting your husband lead the family. And, and not just you as a wife, but as your children, the importance of the obedience and being blessed by God through that. And, you know, the word says if you... If you obey your parents, you will live a very long life. And and I've seen that. I've seen that within people that I know personally that, well, they're in their 90s and and, and are in perfectly good health. Um, But, you know, there's just so many areas that can be covered uh, in this that you just don't honestly know where to start sometimes. (laughs) So, forgive me, I get to start today, and I'm just the, the sounding board, I think. <laughs> uh, but just the importance of, of family and the unity of it and, and, and understanding your spouse, understanding his needs, and not just that, but also your, your children. And um, sometimes that is not always easy as a parent uh, because we just tend to, as I'm sure as our parents did, um, we want to do everything for our kids. We, we want to say, hey, don't do this and do that. Um, and it can be very hard and difficult to step back and watch them make mistakes. But it's necessary. It, it makes them stronger. It makes them um, accountable for their actions and their words and the things that they do. Um, and it's challenging as a parent because you're still as an individual. And I know our, our kids do not look at us. I mean, my, my kids, I say kids, but my, I have young adults. And they are in the decision-making. They are moving forward in their life. And, and praise God because, you know, there are a lot, of, a lot of young kids who don't know how to do that because they've not had parents that uh, were loving and supporting, not in their own life, but for each other, and as I've watched our children as a, and young adults again, <laughs> when I say that, to us, they'll always be our babies, no matter how old they are, but as I've watched them this week and grow and change and bond, but not only that, but to communicate, and oh my gosh, the importance, I can't even ex- 
you know, express the importance of learning how to communicate with one another, not just with your siblings, but with your parents and with the leadership with who you set under it as a ministry and letting out and talking about it. And I always, you know, when I counsel, I always just say, you know, communicate, 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 open up and talk about anything and everything and talk about it until you feel like you can no longer talk about it anymore because that's when you know that you are growing and you're changing and your heart is healing. And people need to know that, that it is, you are capable of being able to do that. And there is always someone here to listen, always. Um, And, you know, I just, I find that very important to learn how to communicate. Because you, to me, not communicating is you not moving forward. You're at a block wall. You're you're at a standstill. You're not going to go any further. You can be in the river with a kayak, but the water may not be moving. Um, and that's not moving forward in your life. And, and it is important. And it's so important to have the love and support of your husband uh, uh, with your children, with your sisters and brothers in Christ, um, and, and with family. And just the importance of the love that, see, when you, when you can communicate and move forward in your life, you're able to love more deeply and more openly than most people can't even imagine. But it's, it's possible. I'm telling you it's possible. I've done that. I, I've been there. I'm still doing that because I have not arrived just because I am where I am right now. It does not mean that I have arrived. There are things that still come up and you're like, hey, where did that come from? And it's important to talk about that because you need a sounding board. You need someone to, whether they, you know, give their opinion or not, you need that sounding board to find out really honestly where your heart is in situations and in life. And I thank God and praise God every single day for the people that are in my life that take time for me. Because that's what love does. It takes time for someone unselfishly. It's just love is so, some people think that love is so unreachable. But I'm telling you, it's not. It is so rewarding to be able to, you, you first have to love yourself which is why it's important to do the communication. But to be able to love yourself but then to love someone else fully and selfishly, that's a completely different reward, and it is. And I love that. I love being able to do that for other people, and I love seeing that happen when it comes to other people and seeing them be able to move forward in their life. And and prayer comes in with that because when you see that, you get to pray for that person. You get to intercede for that person. And and I don't say person. I mean person, multiple, because we're all important. We're all God's children. And there's every soul here that is worth, worth that. And that's all I have to say about that for now. Excellent. That's excellent. You know, and you're right. 
what is a soul worth? Mm-hmm. What is a soul worth? I God has presented that to me so many times because there's times when I want to get selfish. I want I want things done the way I want them done. I I fight perfectionism. I fight it wants to, I, and a perfectionist not only wants it to be done perfectly, but a a perfectionist wants it to be done perfectly the way they want it done, in the order. And God had to really deal with me that, that especially when I was dealing with my children, that they may not do it the way I want it done, but if if the end result, if the end result, the dishes are clean, was it worth the battle to go, well, you start with the glasses because they're the cleanest, and then you do the plates and the silverware, then you do the pots and pans. But you know what? Sometimes it's nice that the children got it done. <laughs> Just got it done. And, and so we have to learn to be that way, not only with our immediate family, but our family of Ephraim, we all have ideas of how to do stuff. And I can tell every one of you, you don't do things the way I do. But it's okay. It's okay because if you get it done, and, and what is the soul worth? Is it worth me demoralizing my children because you didn't do that right or to demoralize any of you because I disagree with how you did this. And I realize there's times there's order and authority, and we all understand that. But we all have to understand we're dealing with souls. And and I love what you said at the beginning, especially those of us who have older children who are young adults. We have to learn to let go. And it's hard to watch our children make mistakes. It's hard. It's difficult. You. We, our desire is that they don't have to go through the the growing pains, the 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 things that we failed at, that we had to walk through. We want so badly for them to learn from our mistakes, but sometimes they have to learn from their own. And if and if most of us think back, if we had a caring parent, or even if we had a friend that was trying their best to tell us, no, no, don't do that because I've done, I've been there, done that, and it don't work. If we were, if we were determined we were going to do it, and it was like, well, it, you failed, but I can do it. Okay, we've all been there, and our children can be the same way at times. And sometimes all we can do is to. I remember one time my mother, when when I was a teenager. She was all concerned because my sister was getting ready to go to to college, and it was right after the Jim Jones thing, and she was terrified that she would get sucked into an occult and end up in South America, <laughs> and God gave her a dream. She, I mean, she was really panicking about it. God gave her a dream, and he showed her her child was like a dove, that was in a cage, 
And he was like, you've got to open the cage, bring the dove out, and let the dove fly. And he said, but she will come back to you because you raised her. And she was able, through that, because of that dream and God ministering to her, she was able to release my sister to go to college. And that was a major thing for those of you who know my mother. That was major. Now, to release. Okay? I have to go and say, I have to let my children make their own mistakes. And as a mom and as parents, it's hard. But you know what we can do? We can pray. We can intercede. And we can believe God. We can believe God that we trained them. And what and, and the holes we left in that training, God is capable of filling those holes in. And I like that. And we're 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 family, and we we're here to support each other. You know, Sarah, I'm going to turn this to you. This is Sarah. I'm sorry, Sarah Barshaw Williams. I apologize. <laughs> Danny didn't hear that. Thank you, Sister Donna. Oh, it's okay. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Sister Donna. (laughs) No, don't worry. Um, You know, just sitting here. you know, I talking about family. I had an, I, I thought I was going to talk about something else, but you know how God works. And talking about family and children, you know, I don't, I don't know um, those of you out there listening, but you know, I didn't come from a traditional family um, where I had, you know, a lot of support. My family didn't come from the church, um, and so I kind of had a. a a difficult upbringing it wasn't horrible. There's definitely other people out there who've had a rougher life than mine, but it, it, it definitely wasn't in the church. And I I made a lot of mistakes growing up. Um, and I didn't come to the Lord until I was 25. Um, and so I spent quite a few years before that um, out in the world uh, doing doing worldly things with worldly people. And um, now that I've I've come in, to come into Ephraim and learned what this ministry has taught me about the covenant, about what true love is, what about about the attitude of my heart and producing fruit, and um, also about order and authority as a parent, as a wife. Um, it's, it's so important to have those things lined up with God's word because really, isn't it all about God's word? Mm-hmm. It's all about the truth in God's word. And when you've lived your life without God's word and then you live your life with it, you can't ever go back because once you know the truth of God's word, there's nothing else for you. And let me tell you, that's what this ministry does. It doesn't it shows you a balanced view into the word of God. It's not, it's not into, you know, hyper-spiritualism. It's not all about your works. 
It's about the truth of God's word and what your heart wants to bring forth because it's about you and the Father um, and building that relationship. And so I have I've learned that the the preciousness of order and authority within my marriage, speaking of, you know, it's my anniversary. I've been married for four years now. And um, I was previously married. Um, and, you know, things weren't in, in the right order that they needed to be in. And now, now they are. And the blessings that God has given my marriage and my family and my children based on our obedience to that word, and to that order and authority has, has changed our lives. My children's lives have changed. Um, and and life-changing meaning in their hearts, who they are, how they carry themselves. And I want to tie that back to, to how I used to live in the world. Um, you know, in making, making mistakes with our children, or them making mistakes, watching those children make mistakes. One thing that keeps coming to mind, and, and we say this in our house all the time, God wastes nothing. He wastes nothing in your life. You can, you can make the biggest mistake in it. it can, you, know, you can be a young adult and think, you know, I've, I'm messing up, Lord, and I, I, you know, how is this ever going to change, or how am I going to get back on track, or I'm, I'm so bad, or you can have all of these negative thoughts. And then you can, a year or two later, you can, God reveals to you that whole purpose of how you had to walk the situation out. Even in our sin, even in our, our places where we're wandering, God doesn't waste that. Because guess what? There are people out there that are going through what you've gone through. There are mothers out there going through what you've gone through with your children. Or husbands and wives have gone through those same things. And that's the unity that, that TJ was talking about. We love the people. We, we love you know, our brothers and sisters in Ephraim. And we want to be there and set an example um, of what following God's word does, following that order and authority. And and that's being a parent, being a wife, um, and that God doesn't waste that. You know, there's, you know, your your kids are going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I'm going to probably make some more mistakes again because <laughs> I am not there. But I know that God is faithful and that, that that's for a purpose. You know, of course I want to do what's right all the time. I want to, I want to, you know, make the right choices and do the right things. And that's, that's my heart. But if I don't, I know that there's grace and mercy. And I also know that the father is in control, even in those situations that we can't, we, we think, oh, wow, this is, this is a mess, Lord. I'm a mess. This is a mess. But the Lord knows. And he uses those purposes for his good and his glory. And that's something in mystery that I've, I've been in for a while, that I've, I've come to see that I can look back two, three years ago where I was at and look at where God has brought me now and brought my family. And, and I'm just thankful. And I, and I hope that that's something that if, if you're out there and you're in a place where you feel like things are a mess, and you're not quite sure where you're going, you know, take heart, take, take hope and courage, because if you're chasing after the Father, and you're in his word, and you're praying, and you're seeking him with your whole heart, your whole heart, 
he is going to show himself faithful to you. And that's going to be in his timing because the Father's timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. It is perfect. And it's not our timing. Like Sister Donna was saying, it's not going to be the way we think it should go and how it should be. Um, but it's going to be in his time and glory. And, and I just, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I think that's all I got. Thank you so much, Sarah. And, and, and that's, you know, for me, I was raised, I went to church and I was raised in that environment. And I have, really no understanding of what it's like for what you went through. But that is, that for me is the beauty of, of, of this family of Ephraim. Because, because the people who come in from the world, they're going to, they're going to relate to you. You're going to be able to, you're going to be able to connect Mm -hmm. with them and help them. And we all came in with different baggage. We've all had different experiences in our lives. And sometimes that, sometimes it feels like that baggage causes discord within the unit. But if we can learn, give each other space, we're all a soul, we're all trying to learn, God God wastes nothing. I like that. Mm-hmm. He wastes nothing. And we, we've all come in with different backgrounds, but God will use them all because there's a hurting world out there. Yeah. There's a world out there of people who have a background in religion that they're going to come in, and those of us who grew up in church and grew up in, with a religious spirit, we're going to be able to, we're going to spot that a mile away. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some who come in who've never been churched. And we're going to look at them because they're going to look like the world. And we're going to think, whoa, I don't know how to talk to them. But you will connect. And each of you have things that you will bring in and connect and minister. And that's what family's about. Mm-hmm. That's what family is for. Well, next we have Jessica Thompson. And Jessica, I'm going to send this down to you. Okay. Um, What I actually want to talk about is the importance of making it to quarterly. (laughs) And what that does for you in your life. And yes, you can get healing, you can get deliverances through the online ministry, but I am telling you, it is not the same. The anointing is so much different in person than it is online. And I can I can probably talk to every single one of these ladies at this table that can attest to the fact that it is life-changing. Amen. When you come to that quarter, you leave with something changed in your life, getting you further with the Lord every single time. Amen. And I'm going to share a story, and I might get emotional. I'm a woman. That's me. And because it's a special story to me. It's a special experience that I had at a quarterly. <laughs> Thank you for the tissues. <laughs> um, and 
so let's see. I'm trying to see where I'm going to start here. Um, I got COVID, and when I got COVID, I got it bad. Um, and I, you know, one thing I want to say is like, yes, we're we're Ephraim, you know, we're we're God's apple of His eye, we're the remnant, but that doesn't mean that we're these golden children that nothing is ever going to happen bad to. We're going to have things that we're going to go through in our lives that are going to be like, oh, my gosh, like this this is a real deal. And it was. You know, for me, I had it for six weeks. And I will be honest, it was bad. I mean, it was so bad that I couldn't even get out of bed. And I'm talking about get out of bed for weeks. And my husband would be like, honey, can you please just get out of bed and just, you know, do a load of dishes or do a load of laundry or something. And it wasn't that he was concerned about me getting the chores done. It was because he didn't want me to be in bed just wasting away. And I would be so exhausted halfway even through that process that I would have to push myself to finish and I would have to go and I would have to sleep the rest of the day just to do that one task. And, you know, it, it, it was, it was a crazy situation. I had to go to the doctor, you know, they, I went in and they said, you know, the COVID because you have asthma, it weakened your system so much that you've got a lot of secondary infections and we need to treat them. And we're like, okay, let's get it done because it literally felt like I was drowning and I couldn't take a breath. And so we we had some medications and things like that that I had took, and I slowly got better. I mean, it was probably a good three to six-month process because within that, I had gotten better with the medications, but I ended up having what they call is long-haul COVID, which is um, the secondary infections and things that you got, you can continue to get over and over and over again because that spike protein is still in your body and you have to do something to kill that spike protein off and so i had to go back to the doctor okay what's what's our next option and in all of this there was no fear i was i was i had perfect peace and i think part of that is just you know how we learn to apply the word but also part of that is just you know, as soon as we found out we had COVID, what did we do? We called the leadership. And what did the leadership do? They were praying, they were fasting, they were interceding, and that peace came. We knew that I wasn't going to die. You know, we knew that it was going to be okay, but we knew it was going to be a process to go through all of this. And, you know, I went to the doctor and he said, you know, you have a couple options, you know, this is what we can do. And I did all the things that the doctor said but I kept getting these things. And I mean, this was probably, it's been, it was last July when we got the COVID. Uh, last year, not this year, last July. And it's been a good year of just going through all of this. And not this quarterly, but last quarterly, we had had the healing line. And I went out, I went down in the spirit. And when I went down, I mean, I was down. And, I, you know, I'm there praying and everything. And I thought, okay, it's over with. And so I tried to get up. And I couldn't get up. It was literally like an invisible force put their hand 
down on me and was like, you're not getting up. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, what's this about, <laughs> you know? And, and so I was like, okay. And I heard breathe in my infant. And I'm sitting here like, what? And, and my first thought was, is I've had trouble with the infant. Um, because of my asthma, the smoke and everything, and I've had trouble breathing it. And I'm thinking, oh, I can't do that. Why would I, you know, purposely breathe in this infant? You know, because I'm trying to figure it out with my mind, you know, is this God, you know, you know, there. And so I'm like, okay, but it said breathe in the infant, so I'll breathe. So I kind of just start breathing a little bit. And then I start thinking, well, it's the end of the service. There can't possibly be that much incense left <laughs> in here. You know, again, another thought. And I'm just, and I, and I hear again, breathe. I said, breathe in my incense. And I'm like, okay, Lord. <laughs> and so, so I start breathing again. But I was just kind of slowly taking those breaths. Like I wasn't really, I was kind of anxious. Like, okay, is this? A thing, and so here comes a third time. I said, "Breathe in my essence," and I was like, "Okay, Lord." And so by the end of it, I'm like hyperventilating over here, you know, breathing in the essence. I'm doing it. Am I okay now? <laughs> you know, and it was, and it was, and I didn't really know. Like at the time, I didn't know what was happening. Like I just knew, like, okay, be obedient and do what God is telling you to do. And here, sorry. Um, so I did all that, and in it that night, you know, because we always talk to our children, and you know, I can't tell you how important it is to keep that open communication in your family. Mm -hmm. Give them a place to feel safe, to where they can talk to you, and they can ask questions. And because I never had that as a kid. And I shared this story with my daughter, and she said, Mom, you're healed from the COVID. And I was like, what? And she said, yes, that's what it was. You've been doing this for this year, and you don't have to deal with it anymore. And I was like, what? And it was, like, amazing, and it was so awesome. Because that next day, Sister Donna said, because usually we only do healings that Saturday night. And Sister Donna said it was at Sunday service. All right, now, she, it was the end of the service. She says, all right, now, if there's anybody else here that needs a healing that hasn't got it, come right up. This is, this is your, your last shot. Get up here. And my daughter, she helps in the mission team. So it took her a bit, and she's like, I really feel like I need to go up there for my asthma because she has kind of followed the same pattern that I did. They, um, about 15 years old, she started having some issues just like me. At 15 years old, I started having asthma issues. And she was playing soccer, and she was having trouble running and doing different things. She couldn't do all the things the kids were doing. And she, and she was like, I am tired of having this. I'm, I'm done with it. And so she went up to the line, and she's like, all right, this is for asthma. And she went up there, and she was healed. 
And I think to myself, would that have happened if I wasn't obedient and breathed in the incense? Would that have happened if I didn't have that comfortability to talk to my daughter and to share the story? Because she said the same thing. She said, Mom, I went down and it was the same experience. I went down and I thought, oh, I got to get up. And it and I couldn't and you can and many people said they saw her and it was like literally like she was wrestling with the angel thinking I gotta get up I gotta get up and I remember Sister Donna saying oh my word she's having a an operation <laughs> and and it was and she said it was a, you know it was a process and she came home and she started running and she couldn't run before and she's got. She's now got herself up to where she can run an entire mile, and she has no breathing issues, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's so important to get there. I'm telling you, those types of situations, those types of things, they are not going to happen over the Internet. They're not. And that changed our lot. Like, she was healed from the asthma. I was healed from the long-haul COVID. You know, and and here's the thing, too. You know, do I still have the asthma? Yes, I still have the asthma. But you know what? One day I'm going to be healed of that, too. Amen. You know, I might not be there yet, but I'm going to get there. And it's so important. I just, I cannot stress and, and tell people how important it is to get your butt to the quarterlies because you'll be changed forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I'm what, 43 years old, and I, I'm still struggling with asthma. I had it since 15. She was 15 when they said, well, like, we think we have, she has asthma. She's 17. She doesn't have to live with that. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so I, it's, I'm a real-world person, so I'm going to tell you like it is. It's because you have to be in this world. You're not of this world, but you're going to have to be in this world, and you're going to have to know how to apply the things that you've been taught, and that's part of it. Apply the things that you've been taught, you know, do the word, and come to the court of because you'll never be the same. Thank you, Jessica. You know, when Prophet and I first started quarterly, quarterly cost you people something. It cost you a hotel room. It cost you gas to get here. We we try to help alleviate some of that cost by feeding you. And I've just in the past year I had to raise the the registration to twenty five dollars because food went up. But you get I don't remember how many meals anymore, but <laughs> but you get fed four meals. And and you can't go out to eat and get four meals for $25. And so we do our best to try to alleviate some of that expense, but it costs you. You may have to take time off from work to come. It costs you to come to quarterlies. And Prophet and I talked about it a lot because we knew it, it put hardship on a lot of you. But over the years, we began to notice something. And you're right. 
coming to the quarterly changes your life. And I remember when, when Prophet had the seven churches and I wasn't his wife, he would always tell us, when you come in here, you get underneath that anointing as he was ministering, and that anointing does something. It works in your, it works spirit to spirit, and it'll change you. And he said, the meeting you decide to miss is usually the meeting that you should have been there. And I can tell you, I saw it over and over again. And Prophet and I said, you know what? He looked at me one day and he goes, he goes, God, God, yes, the gospel is free, but growing up costs us something. <clears throat> growing up, he's, all of us have had to pay the price to be where we're at. And he said, it's the ones who, who were willing to sacrifice and come to quarterly were the ones who grew up. The ones who always had the excuse, well, I got to work, I'm busy, I this, and I don't have money. I, they did not grow up. They grew, but they grew at a slower pace mm-hmm. and a slower rate. And that's why he got so demanding that you come, because that anointing is there, and it will change your life. And it'll change your life in ways that sometimes you know and sometimes you don't Mm -hmm. because it's in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, we have one more gal here that's going to talk to us. This is Jennifer Reinbold, and I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Bring it in. All right. Bring it home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, so this has definitely been a different suit coat. Um, Prophet Mark and I were talking about, I don't, recall ever starting a suit coat with a quarterly and then been able to like all of us just kind of you know gather together and just have fun and I know you know Sister Donna has been able to be like okay quarterly is over I can enjoy myself and same for Prophet Mark and so one thing that I've really kind of watched um is just how important every single one of us are to this body of Christ mm-hmm. and how everyone has gifts and how they are able to just do things. Like I sit there in awe of like Sister Donna was calling Prophet Mark this morning. I'm like, just to watch her. I said, she sits there and she'll talk to people. And I'm just like, I could never do that. I could never and just watching the anointing with her and how, and she, she'll she even say sometimes, that is amazing. God is just so amazing and how he just takes things and he just gives us the right words. And, 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 you know, with all of us working together and how each one of us are just so important and we all doing this together. And I also want to kind of piggyback on um, some things that Jessica said and talking with our children, especially after quarterlies, that's something that we do when we get home. We sit down with the kids and we're like, okay, what did you take from this quarterly? What has God done? In, yeah, what has God done in your life? Because they need to understand that this is not just by accident. This is God breaking the yoke in their life, and that and the more that we can reiterate that with our kids. 
the more that they're going to say, you know what, this isn't just by accident. This isn't because this person talked to me. This isn't because of this. They're going to depend on God mm-hmm. and watching the body of Christ come together and and work as God designed it to work. So for me, that's kind of where, I don't know, it's just been different for me just watching, you know, because usually we have quarterly kind of in the end and then we go home and then, you know, or sometimes it's in the middle. But, yeah, it's just been, it's been an awesome Sukkot for us, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of all I have to say. And I just encourage all of you guys, you guys are all doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And and you're right, and I think that's excellent to go home and and talk to your kids. What did what did you know? What did quarterly? What did you learn? What 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 did God do in your life? I think that's excellent because because quarterly ministers to everybody. You know, as Prophet always said, the anointing feeds from the top to the bottom. Okay, I bring home stuff, even though I may be ministering. I bring home stuff from quarterly that I've learned, mm-hmm. and and I, and and a lot of times it's nice to go back. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that that God really brought home strongly to me this year with Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is is the Jewish New Year, and He goes, you know, when you celebrate New Year's Eve on December thirty first or January first. You always you always look at your life and think about what happened the past year and goals for the coming year. And and it, a lot of times it's very much in the natural, you know. Like you know, for me maybe maybe organization in my house. And that's something that is always a goal. <laughs> but but you know, God said, you know what? I want you I want you to take Rosh Hashanah and I want you to evaluate your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I never have evaluated my spiritual life, but he's like, I want you to make Rosh Hashanah a definite time that you're gonna look at your spiritual life and and I have I have a, a, a journal that I keep and that I write down things that God shared with me and this past mm-hmm. year I've slipped on that a lot. I didn't write a lot of things down as much as normal. But God just kind of like downloaded, like, remember I told you this and I told you this and I showed you that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. And he said, I want you to meditate because God wants more out of me next year than what I did this year. Because we are always to be seeking him and we are to always be growing closer to him and that is so important and I love it because he was like Rosh Hashanah is an excellent time for you to do this and I want you to implement this into your life and but God has dealt with me with a lot of things this year not that it's any more or less than previous years but he's always taking me deeper and he takes our children, our families deeper, and he is taking us as Ephraim deeper. And I can tell all of you sitting here that this this Sukkot 
God has taken us deeper and brought us in to more of a family unit. And not just not these gals, just these gals here, but everybody that's here at this because we are be, we are becoming family. And within families, there's a lot of things. And communication, as you said, too, communication is key. We've got to communicate because darkness loves to play in our minds. And he loves to do that. And he, darkness is out to kill, steal, and destroy. But let me tell you something. The devil ain't strong enough to stop what God's doing. And I can hear the footsteps. I can hear the thunder of the footsteps in the spirit. And we are going to be a force to contend with. As Prophet Mark said in his sermon, ninja. If you didn't hear it, get to say (laughs) <laughs> do any of you girls have because I know whenever things like this happen I'm like oh, I, I was intended to say such and such and I didn't does anybody have anything they want to add to what they said please <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but I want to thank all of you for, for coming and sharing and I love this because I get to hear what's on your heart and sometimes I don't get to sit down and take time and ask you, what's, what's going on? You know, usually it's when we have a situation. <laughs> but, but I love it because each one of you have situations in your lives with your family that's going on, and I love to hear it. And I love to know because God is growing all of us. He's growing all of us. He's growing not only us, but our family and this unit as as Ephraim. And uh, as you all know, growing can be fun and growing can be a pain. (laughs) So I want to thank everybody that has been listening and tuning in. And uh, I want to have a a word of prayer before before we close. Father, I just come before you. Father, I just pray right now for those who are listening. Father, I know you've touched hearts. Father, as each one of us has, has shared what is on our heart. And Father, I pray for them as they've listened. Father, I pray for those who, who've allowed darkness to convince them that they, they can't make it to quarterly. They have allowed darkness to steal from them by not coming. Father, I pray for those who, who are struggling to communicate one with another within their family. And Father, I pray that those lines of the communication can be opened, Father. And Father, I pray for those who need healing in their lives. I pray for their healing. If you need healing, I want you to put your hand wherever it is. You've got a headache. You've got, you've got something going on with your back. 
Maybe you have something going on with 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 your hand or your arm. Put your hand wherever that wherever that is. Maybe maybe it is asthma. Maybe it is long COVID that you're struggling with. In the name of Yeshua, I curse the symptoms. I curse them in the name of Yeshua. And I command you say you take your lying symptoms and you leave. Take a deep breath. Breathe it in. Now exhale. Release the pain. Release the sickness. Release the asthma. Release the long COVID. Father, I send forth your holy angels to cause their healing to happen. Cause the finances to line up so they can get to quarterly. Because the determination they're gonna they're gonna pay the price, whatever it costs. In Yeshua's precious name. I thank you, Father. And I praise you. Give you the glory. Amen. Now do something you couldn't before. And praise him and thank him because he loves you. He loves you. And somebody listening right now, you don't think he loves you. You think God's mad at you because of what you've done? He doesn't smile at your sin, but he, he loves you. He sent his son for you to receive forgiveness for that sin. Repent and turn away from it. Darkness, you're a liar. No grate. No grate. Father, I just send forth the compassion, the love. May it just flow down over them. Just feel his love. He loves you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeshua's name. Well, I want to thank each of you for tuning in. I want to encourage you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. <laughs>